It is April of 1773, and Ian Murray is in the woods at night, accompanied by his dog Rollo, engaged in an ongoing conversation with God, when he hears the sound of a number of men and horses moving through the forest near him. Elsewhere in the mountains, Jamie and Claire Fraser, their daughter Brianna and her husband Roger, with other people from Fraser's Ridge, discover a remote cabin apparently owned by Dutch settlers. The cabin has burned, but some of the inhabitants have not. They are dead of what appears to be poison. The Ridge people bury the dead, wondering what has happened. Returning to the Ridge, the Frasers discover a visitor, one Major MacDonald, an involuntarily retired half-pay army officer, who comes bringing news of the colony's new governor, Josiah Martin, and his concerns about political unrest in the colony. Discussions of the recent news are interrupted by the sudden appearance of Rollo. "'Jesus H. Roosevelt Christ,' I said. "'Bloody Timmy's in the well.' I flew down the steps and ran for the path, barely registering the Major's startled oath behind me. I found Ian a few hundred yards down the path, conscious but groggy. He was sitting on the ground, eyes closed, and both hands holding his head as though to keep the bones of his skull from coming apart. He opened his eyes as I dropped to my knees beside him and gave me an unfocused smile. Auntie, he said hoarsely. He seemed to want to say something else, but couldn't quite decide what. His mouth opened, but then simply hung that way, tongue moving thoughtfully to and fro. Look at me, Ian, I said, as calmly as possible. He did. That was good. It was too dark to see whether his pupils were unnaturally dilated, but even in the evening shadow of the pines that edged the trail, I could see the pallor of his face and the dark trail of bloodstains down his shirt. Ian thinks he's been shot by the men he heard in the wood who fired at him, though upon close inspection it appears that he's been struck in the head by a falling branch dislodged by a shot. Still, the fact that a band of violent men is abroad is a matter of concern. Roger and Brianna return to their own cabin but feel uneasy. Their son, Jemmy, isn't there, having gone with Lizzie and her father, Mr. Weems, to an engagement party for Manfred's sister, Senga. Impulsively, Roger and Brianna decide to walk the five miles to the McGillivrays to get their son. At the big house, Major MacDonald has stories that he's heard of young women and children kidnapped and sold to brothels, but he has a more pressing reason for his visit. He's brought Jamie news of a group of Scottish immigrants, fisherfolk from Thurso. Jamie needs tenants to settle his land, and the governor wants the back country settled. The immigrants have nowhere to go, so... Jamie is dubious, knowing the expense involved in settling new tenants and having no personal ties to the Thurso folk, but agrees. In further conversation, the Major talks about the committees of safety that are springing up in the colony, impromptu assemblages of men who band together as substitute for the growing absence of law and law enforcement. Inviting Jamie to set up a committee of safety meant that he would call upon those men who had served under him in the militia, but would commit the government to nothing in terms of paying or equipping them, and the governor would be clear of any responsibility for their actions, since a committee of safety was not an official body.
The danger to Jamie, and all of us, in accepting such a proposal, though, that was considerable. Young Ian and Jamie converse about the coming war. Roger and Bree set out to retrieve Jemmy, and are mistakenly attacked by the Beardsley twins, young men who are following Lizzie to protect her. Roger tightened his grip on her arm in reflex. Whatever do you mean by that? Just that if I were Manfred McGill...